0: Lock Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, it's your girl Side Brown, and welcome to the Side Brown Morning Show. I am sounding, I'm so sorry, a little raspy today. I spent this weekend at Circle of Sisters today. This weekend <laughs> at the Javits Center here in New York City. Oh my goodness, what's going on with me? Let me try this again. Hey everybody, it's your girl Five Brown. Welcome to the Five Brown Morning Show. I am sounding a little raspy because I was out this entire weekend and I spent a lot of the weekend out at the Javits Center. And if you were in New York City this weekend, it went from summer to winter in a day. It is freezing outside. I literally have on a turtleneck right now. I swear to you. I have on a turtleneck. It's so cold. I woke up this morning, and it was like 42 degrees in some parts of Jersey, (laughs) not in my city, but in some parts of Jersey. So my husband and I got up because it was freezing and closed all the storm windows. We didn't turn on the heat yet, but we definitely closed all the storm windows. And I'm like, oh, is it time to move to Florida? I think I can take the Cyber Morning Show to Florida, right? I can can pack up my computer and my my monitor and all that stuff and head down to Florida or at least someplace warm. I'm like, oh, I'm so not ready for it to be cold yet. But – Aside from that, I spent Saturday morning, I shared with everybody, co-hosting Indie Soul Radio with Make It Happen Entertainment. So that was a blast. I had so much fun from 12 to 2. I am the new co-host. I am so amped. I only joined them on the first Saturday of the month, but that is great. I have, uh, you all know, I'm touring and traveling with the book Life Remix. But once that starts to settle down, hopefully I will be spending much more time with them. But definitely check out RhythmAndSoulRadio.com. You'll hear Saturday show. You'll hear Sunday show. But I'm just so excited to be hanging out with them. And then I headed down to uh, Times Square, uh, to the Javits Center, and then to Times Square. And for those of you that know me know, I absolutely love BBQ's Restaurant, which is probably like the cheapest <laughs> easiest but fun place to eat, but the line was down to 8th Avenue, like BBQ sits on 42nd Street between um, 7th and 8th Avenues, and the line literally Saturday night was stretching or almost down to 8th Avenue, past Chevys, past Crumbs, past Starbucks, almost to the pizza spot, so since we had my friend's 7-year-old daughter, we looked at each other and were like, Ugh. and it was cold, so that, that just, just didn't work. But anyway, it's Monday. You know, I usually just fill you up and fill you in on all the weekend happenings and events. But I woke up this morning and realized that, um, you know, you have to pay your bills. You have to, you know, pay your bills. You have to take care of a lot of things. And so it's back to reality. I'm a normal person, too. <laughs> so, But on that note, I want to start our show, just kind of let you know what I did this weekend. I want to start our show um, on a very serious note. Um, Life insurance. You know, I have life insurance. My family has life insurance. I beg all of my friends to have life insurance um, because it's so incredibly important. I believe in the long-term financial stability of our families. And, you know, a lot of people I know say, I want to buy a house and leave my house to my kids, which I think is absolutely asinine because you buy a house and you leave it to your kids, you're leaving your kids in debt, whereas we all know we're going to die, why don't you just leave them a big hunk of money, and that way they can do whatever they want. But since I am not a money management professional, uh, and that is not what I do every day, I was able to connect with one of my dear, dear friends, Ariel McDade, who is going to share, he is an awesome, 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 a financial advisor, money management person who can really help you, especially at the 101 level, at that real basic level. If you're not sure where to begin, he is a person that I trust and someone that I really bring before my listening audience that can really help you. Um, so on that note, let me let me pull him in. Arielle, are you there? Um, yeah, I'm
1: here. Can you hear me?
0: <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you. Now that you've heard me talk about how cold it is in New York, it's freezing here, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm to bring out the blankets now. That's time. That's what I said. It's cold outside. But, you know, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. And I want to, you know, talk, you and I, you know, are friends. Full disclosure, he and I are friends behind the scenes. But just in our conversations, I want you to share with my listeners on a basic level the difference between whole life insurance and term life insurance. And then I want you to talk just a smidge about what the heck, the Medical Information Bureau is because I didn't even know that existed until you told me. So just go right in.
1: <clears throat> okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's a pleasure and an honor. Um, you know, I'm always um, excited about anything involving um, things that you're doing. So I just thank want to start you. off with that. Um, now, <clears throat> there's a big difference between whole and time. Now, most people don't have life insurance. but I, I want believe. everybody
0: to know how they can find you first. Just a little bit about what you do, oh, like okay, how exactly. you help families. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I apologize! I apologize.
1: Okay, again, my name is Ariel McDade. Um, and that's A R I E L. Last name McDade. M C D A D E. Um, and my email address is just my name, Ariel McDade at gmail dot com. You can also reach me at seven one eight nine three zero one five four five. Um, and just a little bit about myself, I used to be I actually used to be a teacher for the Department of Education. Um, and you know. Long story short, I was presented with a opportunity um with a financial services company and it changed my life and now I work, um now I'm a financial professional. Um so I'm still teaching today and now but I'm just not teaching computer repair anymore. Now I'm teaching about finances. Um basically I um I teach people how to protect their assets for their family, um, gather debt and save money so they be- so they can become financially independent. Now protecting their assets, obviously we're talking about life insurance. Right? And this I'm you want to make sure you need something for your family. Um, then I also um, help people get a debt and fix their credit. Um, you know, that's another aspect of your finances. That's a very touchy subject. And then last but not least, um, you know, I teach you how to save and invest their money. You know, make sure they put it into the right vehicle um, so they can help their money grow and, and secure a, a healthy retirement. Um, but today we're, we're, we're focusing on life insurance. And um, there's a, a major, um, major misconception about life insurance out there. And most people, um, you know, they hear whole insurance, and, and they, um, I, I've sat in front of a lot of clients, and they think whole is the way to go. And um, if you if you know Susie Orman or Robert Kiyosaki or Dave Ramsey, any of these guys, um, they would tell you that's the last place you want to go. Um, so just to back up my point, outside of what I'm going to tell you today, um, you, you can verify this information by just looking up Susie Orman on life insurance and see what she has to say. Um, which is another um, world now, financial um, specialist, that's always we're going to stand in. Um, talking about the same concept that I teach. Now, basically, you have whole term. Um, to explain whole, I'm first gonna give you an example, right? Um, so then you know, so you can help understand it more, and then I'm gonna explain it. Um, now, when you think about whole, life, I want you to think just like this. How if I came to Saida and I said, you know what, Saida, I want you to hold this five hundred dollars for me. Right. And then um, and you're like, sure, no problem. I don't know. We're, we're friends. I don't know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so I how you to them and I'm just like, okay, no problem. A month later, I come to Saida and I say, you know what? Saida, give me $100 because I want to buy a new pair of shoes. Right? And Saida tells me, sure, you could borrow $100. They have to pay me back plus engine. And does that even make sense? No, not at all. <laughs> right? It's, it's my money in the first place. First of all, I thought we were friends. Why would you do that? I'm just saying. But um, you know, that's what whole life is. You see, whole life short. You see, the the the, the insurance guy—they tell you, listen, you know, um, you know, um, this is, um, this this insurance you could borrow, you know, it's, it's going to cost you a lot of money. But the reason why is because you could borrow for buying a house for your first purchase of a house, or you could borrow, um, you know, for your children's education because of of that cash value. You see, all oh, like, whenever you hear um, whole or universal life or variable life or cash value. Anytime kind you of have savings in your in your insurance, um, is a is a form of whole life. That's again, what we, we had.
0: That's what that's what my husband and I had. If I can just interject yep. very quickly, that's what we had. We had, you know, when the kids were little, we bought these policies. They said we could borrow against it. We were paying hundreds, like you guys know, I would never lie, hundreds of dollars for these policies. And when we went to borrow money, um, one of the policies there wasn't enough. It wasn't even like worth it. After we had been paying, like one of the policies alone was costing us $211 a month. I'll tell you, I tell y'all everything. One of the policies alone was costing $211 a month. And the other one was probably around that same amount. And this is what we were paying. That's like a car payment. And we went to borrow like a couple of years ago when our first son graduated. One of them, it was only like $2,000 that we could borrow. I was like, what are we going to do with $2,000? Like that's, all the money that we've paid. And then the other policy, she told us we hadn't had it long enough. And I'm like, it, I was I was very angry because over the course of a year, we hadn't spent a few thousand dollars, but we had had the policies for a few years. Just imagine if we had saved or done something else with that money. And that's one of the reasons why I reached out to you a couple years ago because, I was like, I need somebody to explain this to me so it makes sense on a very first grade level because I felt angry at the lady and didn't understand that's her business, that's how she makes money, but I felt I was very taken advantage of, and it was really out of my ignorance. I trusted her because I figured she was, a, a, you know, this is what she does for a living, but I I really felt zooked in the end, basically, with the whole life policy. Wow, and, it's, and I appreciate that
1: because you're a real-life example of what I was just about to explain. Um, you see, first off, well, whenever you have a life, the reason why it costs so much is because part of the money you're paying is paying for that insurance. The other part is going to that savings option called cash value. Now, what they don't tell you about that cash value is a couple of things. One, oh, um, remember, that, that money is being saved on the side. It's supposed to be your money, right? Right. Now, for the for the first three to five years, that money is not being saved because it's going to pay the person that sold you that policy. So the, for the first three three to five years, you're saving zero dollars. Right? Depending on the company and depending on the policy, it could be anywhere between three and five years. Right? So um and and you can verify this by looking. If you have a whole life policy, you can look in um you know in your book and it'll show you how much money you're accruing. Um, and, and you'll see um, the, um, year one, it says zero. Year two, it says zero. Year um, three, it says zero. And so on and so forth. So, the, for the first three or five years, you're, all your money that you're supposed to be saving is actually paying someone. So, that goes to why you know, this property is being sold so often. I think it's the biggest scam in the world. But, you know, the reason why it's still being sold is because at the end of the day, it pays the person that sold it to you a lot of money, right? Right. So, um, so that's the first thing they'll, they'll tell you about the cash right. The next thing they don't say about the cash value, and they do touch on it a bit, but they don't um, help people understand, and this is very important that you listen right here. You see, cash value, okay, Um, remember, you have to, you could borrow it, but you have to pay it back plus interest. Remember, this is your money we're talking about. You see, most people, right. they get confused because they associate it with an IRA, right or wrong. You see, because you yeah. think, of oh, with an IRA, you know, well, if I borrow my money, I pay it back, but... Remember with an IRA, that money is yours, right? At a certain age, you, that money goes to you, right or wrong. Not yeah, with sir. a life insurance policy, but not with a life insurance policy. If you have a life insurance policy, okay, that money is Um, it only goes to you at the age of one hundred, because at the age of one hundred, you are no longer insurable. So at that point, they will, um, you know, at that point they will um give you whatever money you saved up because they're cutting off your insurance. Regardless,
0: okay, so because.
1: They're gonna cut exactly. it off regardless. Exactly. So what does that tell you? All life insurance are term. You see, they call it whole life because it's um whole life based on your life expectancy, right? So right. um you know you um you're expected to live to an eighty two if you're a male, eighty seven if you're a female, right? Something like that. So the point is, yeah, it's whole life based on your life expectancy. But what if you live to one hundred and ten? You have no insurance, right? So all policies are right. terms. So let's get that straight. All right. So a whole life again. That cash value that's fully saved for you is not your money, because what happens if something? What happens if you die before the age of one hundred? That insurance, that money goes right to the insurance company. Okay, so you can only borrow it, but you have to pay that plus interest. But let's say you borrow that two thousand dollars. That money accrues daily. The interest that you got to pay them back accrues daily. So what does that mean? Let's say you know um, after five years you still didn't pay them back, and now you owe them. Twenty thousand dollars, right? I'm mean, right. out there for example. But you were covered for a hundred thousand dollars. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna say, "Well, you owed us to it, um, because if you die, right? They're gonna take that twenty thousand dollars out of your death benefit and say, "Well, here, your family gets eighty thousand dollars because you owed us
0: twenty thousand for that loan you took out for that ten thousand dollar loan you took out." Does it make sense? But so it makes perfect sense, and that's why I mean, I'll I'll share with my listeners what I have. That's why I have. Term life. So is that why you sh- you really recommend term life insurance? Absolutely. You see, what we what we teach people is buy term and invest the difference.
1: With term insurance, you're getting exactly what you're paying for. Insurance. It's a lot cheaper because you're not paying for that extra savings option. That's not yours anyway, right? You're paying for exactly what you said you want, which is insurance. So term life insurance is a lot cheaper, all right. So you can get basically for sometimes half or um a quarter of the price that you're paying for a whole life policy. And we say, you know what? But well, that money that you would have been spending on that whole life policy, right, um, you could you um, invest that money, right? And I, I was explaining to you the other day about a, a client I had, right, she was paying $220 a month for life insurance. She had 30000 for herself and 50000 for each of her children. Now, if something happened to you, right, don't you want to leave as much money as you could possibly can to your
0: children and not vice versa? Yeah, and not debt. That's why I'm against it. That's why I said at the top of the show very quickly. I'm against. Oh, I'm going to buy a home and leave it to my kids because I'm dealing with that situation with my grandmother right now. And you leave it to me now. I'm in debt because now I have taxes and maintenance. I'm like, just get the insurance and give me a check and call it a day. The point is, for less, for less than half the price,
1: for seventy dollars a month. Remember, she were she was getting, she was paying two hundred twenty dollars a month. Right, for thirty thousand for her, fifty thousand for each of her children. Now she's paying seventy five dollars a month, and she now has um, two hundred and fifty thousand, which is eight times the coverage. She now has two hundred and fifty thousand for herself, and twenty five thousand for each of the children. Right, she's paying less than half the price for getting eight times the coverage. We're saving her over a hundred dollars a month. So what do you what do you think she can do now? Remember, she was this is a lady, single mother with four children that was strapped for cash. She now has a hundred plus dollars a month in her pocket, right? Right. Guess what she could do now? She can now save and invest that money. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, So these are
1: the things we teach people, and, and and there's a big misconception about them about what type of life insurance to get. Well, it's only one type that makes sense financially. And that's that term. her. Now, let uh, me uh, ask, you, Yeah,
0: No, I want to ask you this too because when you and I were talking, I was, you know, I've asked you a lot of questions behind the scenes about insurance, and you shared with me how. You know, up until a certain amount, you can just get insurance without going through a medical and all of that because they check the Medical Information Bureau. I damn near dropped the phone because I didn't even know there was such a thing as a Medical Information Bureau, and I sit on the board of a federally, federally qualified health organization in Jersey, and I didn't even know that. What is the role of the Medical Information Bureau?
1: Well, I'm glad that was a good question. Now, the Medical Information Bureau, I actually didn't know about it until I uh, joined the company as well. Um, now, the Medical Information Bureau um, is basically every time you go to the doctor, um, you know, the doctor types stuff in the computer, right or wrong? Yeah. Now, every time they type something in that computer, it, it goes to um, this organization called the Medical Information Bureau. It's just basically a database of, you know, the the, the the health status of everyone. Okay, so every time you get a call, you know, every time you get a cold or the flu, it's documented in the Medical Information Bureau. Now, why is that important for you to understand? Well, you know, um, let's say you were to go to the hospital for drug abuse. That's documented. Does that make sense? Everything you do, for the most part, you know, and it's a little scary, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and, and this is information that, you know, it was fresh to me as well, Um, um you know, and, and, and the thing is this. The so way we do it, Now, I don't know how every company does it. Um, but we don't need um, blood and urine and everything for every policy we need. It depends on how much coverage the client wants, right? So right. Um, with with us, if the client wants $250,000 or less, we automatically check the Medical Information Bureau. And if they look healthy, they're covered. Um, if they want um, more than 250000 then, yes, we want blood and urine, just like the old school way, right? Now, but what does that mean, though? Well, let's say you want to go to... Um, you know, and get a life insurance policy, right? And just like the old school way, they doing blood and urine. Most people don't realize that you want to take that, just like you go to the doctor and get a blood work, when they say don't eat. Right? You know how when you go to the doctor, yeah, they, they say oh, they say don't eat. Right? The reason yeah. for that, the reason for that is because that that sugar and everything is going to show in your blood, and it could give the impression that you're unhealthy when that's not the case. I'll give you an example. I've had a client that was declined just because they ate a donut. This is, um, you know, years ago, right? Um, but the reason why is because you see, they see that high amount of sugar in their system when they take that blood work. So that the client might have been as as healthy as an ox, right? But because they they ate that donut the day when they were supposed to take their their blood, right? That's all they saw was a bunch of sugar. So, um, you know, they, um, it appeared that this client had a high, um, you know, diabetes. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it it's. It, so, it, it's not right, but it makes sense. I, I mean, now, I well, went to me... the doctor last week, you know, because I've had a sore throat for over a week now. And, I I mean, I don't think a sore throat would impact my insurability, but I'm sure if it was something more than that, it would affect my ability to get life insurance, correct? Yes, yeah,
1: absolutely. But let me tell you why. No, no, no. Well, you go to the doctor for a sore throat, absolutely would it not affect. You know, because, remember, they're usually looking for terminal illnesses, right, or... Right. Um, okay. like high high risk, for example like i I've had a lot of clients that had diabetes, no problem but then i have I've had other clients that was on insulin, and most of the time they don't get uh, you know, approved doesn't make sense because it was um they also had diabetes, but it was so severe doesn't make sense because without that insulin shot, you can't survive doesn't make sense so um that's why you know but more importantly, that person that got declined, guess what guess where that information goes when they were declined by the insurance company. That information went to the medical information bureau. Wow! It went, and now let me tell you why that's that's horrible. Because now other insurance companies could see that and automatically decline that person. So it's actually a scary thing. You're even trying to say it's a little scary because you know now other insurance companies. And you might be as healthy as not, but they might be um, hesitant to 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 um get your coverage because of the um, they saw you declined already. Does that make sense? Yeah, it so, does. It, it you, sucks. So I don't agree
0: with it, but. <laughs> it's well, it's, the know, it's the reality. It's the reality.
1: We're in a technology age. We're in a technology age where all information is being shared and unfortunately, same thing with your health records. Um as a as a um, agent, right, through HIPAA laws, obviously we um specifically I don't know what's going on with a client unless they tell me, right, but um, willingly, right? But um health wise I, I i'm um uh, legally I can't even know. So, um the the company might not tell me if they find something, they're not gonna tell me. Um, they just going to say, listen, we found something, and, and they'll send a letter to the client or anything like that. But The point is I don't know what might, what might be going on with some of the clients, okay? But I, what I do know is that this information is very powerful, and you got to understand that if you're going for a life insurance policy, if you have to do blood and urine, you have to make sure you drink a lot of water, just as if you were going to the doctor, all right, because that, that's a, very important, and it's important to know because, you know, you want to think about some of the choices you make because, you, you know, your information is public record. Right, but then they the have but don't
0: they have don't they have HIPAA laws that prevent people because I know like in our center, we have to have stuff under lock and key and this and that, and you know they have don't they have such laws to prevent your you know access to your medical information at 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 will um well yeah, absolutely,
1: but the point is if you're for um if you're applying for a life insurance policy, you're giving them the okay. To, to go through your medical information so they could you know, see if you're approved enough.
0: So prob So I just went. I went to the site right before the show for my listeners. You just go to M I B like M is in Mary, I like Ice, B is in Boy. dot com. So I guess what happens is life insurance companies pay into this to be able to have access. And like you said, they're looking for like life-threatening and illnesses just to check. I guess, the viability of you being ins- or your insurability, correct?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: That's crazy. This is We just got hit in the chat room real quick um, by one of my listeners who listens every day. He said, this is good stuff. I have a church member who just turned 100. I will get this info to her family. I just want to share something really quick before we start to run out of time because I don't believe we're down to the last five minutes of the show. But I, I want to say this to all my listeners, particularly black people or people of color, we were told for so many years, oh, I just need enough to bury them. I just need enough to get them in the ground. I think that is a lie coming from the pit of hell because right now the biggest way to transfer wealth from generation to generation is through life insurance. I am going to die regardless. So why would I not leave a gift? of fifty thousand or a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand to my kids. I get a policy for, for ten thousand dollars. Really, what the hell am I really gonna do with ten thousand dollars? Then you can't even bear the average funeral, I believe, is like six thousand dollars. But that probably doesn't include your, 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 those little cards that they give out, the program, the limousine, and you have to buy a dress. And this person, like by the time you add that, you're probably at like 10 or 12,000 right there. Then you have legal bills. Once a person dies, and I this because my mother, you know, lost her battle with ovarian cancer. Once my mother passed away, we still have bills hospital bills to deal with the bill is not going to go away just because the person is dead we still have hospital bills to deal with you know leftover miscellaneous old cell phone bill whatever leftover bills so you're getting a policy for ten thousand five thousand dollars how are you now going to pay those leftover bills and god forbid you have siblings and you have to now go through their will or go through their assets you might have to get a lawyer a friend of mine this happened to her the lawyer said, I need $750 before I'm going to even take your case. So I think it's very unrealistic to not even have a minimum, a minimum of 25000 And And really, that is on the poultry side. Get it to start just so you have insurance, and I say go from there. Um, Ariel, tell everybody, like, give your final, though. We're down to two minutes in the show. I can't believe it we went so fast. Um, and let everybody know how to get in touch with you, please. And I strongly recommend, listeners, that you do because I trust him and he's very knowledgeable about his business. Go ahead, Ariel. All
1: right, thanks a lot for that. Um, again, my name is Ariel McDade. Um first name is Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, just like a little mermaid. Um last name is McDade, M-C-D-A-D-E. Again, you can email me at my name. It's ArielMcDade at gmail.com. Or you can call me at any time, 718-930-1545. And I just want to give me one more second. I just want to um, explain something because you just touched on something that was perfect. Um, And it's something we teach people is called the Theory of Decreasing Responsibility. And all that states is that basically it's a typical example of how life works, right? In your earlier years, your children are younger, usually have less income and more debt, right or wrong?
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: Whereas in your later years, typically you usually make more money, your debt is usually... Um, you know, usually handling your debt a little better and then your children are older. So you're not as relying on your family. Right or wrong. Does that make sense? Does that sound more like your lifestyle Later, Yep. Right? Yeah, you're, you're right. Wrong. What is what does that mean? In your earlier years you have a greater responsibility to your family. I'll give you an example. If if I if someone happened to me today, I have young daughters, so I need to make sure I leave enough money to they at least turn eighteen. Right or wrong. But you're right. When in twenty years from now I I'll be a millionaire, my debt is paid off. Right. I just need to make sure now, at that point, um, I have a will to make sure my assets go to my family. So it's also something called the theory of decreasing responsibility. And that teaches people, listen, when you have young children, you have more responsibility. You actually need a lot more income protection. Um, in your later years, depending on your financial status, you may need little to no income protection. For example, if you've been saving over the last 20 to 30 years, you've saving towards your retirement, all you've got to do is um, leave those assets
0: to your family. Right? But if you don't have that
1: type of money yet, that's why you get life insurance.
0: Well, I'm, thank you, and that's the perfect way to end today's show. Everybody, thank you, everybody, for listening. To all of my guests who are in the chat room, thank you so much. And if you missed any portion of this show, you can log on to com and it will... Um, It will automatically replay so you can get the real nuggets and and information out of it. Thank you so much, Ariel, for joining me. I love having um, you on the show. You're definitely welcome to come back. Big shout-out to everybody. I see a lot of callers on the line. I see 973-917-718. So big shout-out to everybody that dialed in to listen to the show. Always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 11. Peace.